Good morning everyone. Hello, how are you? It's Leslie here from Nourished Wellbeing. Welcome back to the Nourished Wellbeing podcast. So today I wanted to talk a little bit about hysterectomy. Now, if you've been following the Nourished Wellbeing Facebook page or the website or Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, whatever sort of networking, social networking profile you, you follow, you'll know that I talk quite a lot about the menopause and hysterectomy. And I get a lot of uh, women asking me questions about hysterectomy, purely because of obviously the program that I run online called Histostrong, which is all about hysterectomy, preparation and recovery. Um, And I've done quite a few blogs on this as well, or a handful of blogs on this topic, just to try and get some information out there, because there is very, very little in terms of you know, useful information that you can use whilst you're either preparing yourself for surgery or initially after you get home from surgery. And the actual information that you get from your healthcare team varies uh, from hospital to hospital. The information that you actually receive varies. So the, the amount of it you get and the actual information that you get both vary drastically, regardless of whether you're um, having this particular procedure through National Health Service or private medical care. So the information that I've shared with regards to hysterectomies has been very much uh, something that I've, I've wanted to put out there for women just to ease that anxiety that you may get prior to your surgery. And, and to be quite frank, if you are about to go in for surgery, whether it's in the next couple of days, the next few weeks, next few months, the the stress and anxiety that waiting creates is unbelievable it's the worst honestly it's the worst part of any surgery is the waiting game just waiting to waiting to sort of go in and have it done so if you are heading into hospital for a hysterectomy then you know you you are probably feeling quite overwhelmed at the moment and and very anxious about the whole thing and and it's totally understandable you know it, it, to the amount of pressure it puts on you, the amount of questions you have in your mind, the amount of worries you've got about afterwards is just beyond beyond comprehension when, when the words first come to you. So to make this whole experience a little bit easier for you, I thought I would do a podcast today and share a list of a few essential items that you will probably want to pack or be grateful for packing Uh, in your hospital bag when you're preparing this. Now, I remember when I was getting ready for my surgery and I was trying to think about putting what I needed to take, putting it in my bag, putting it to one side, getting myself ready. And every time I picked up my bag and started trying to pack things away, my mind went blank and it just boggled me and I literally could not focus on what I needed to take with me. You know, I was so focused on preparing myself mentally that everything else was just way too blurry to, to even concentrate on anything else. So literally, every time I picked up my bag, every time I thought about it, I just simply shut down. I, I couldn't think about it. So I think I ended up packing my bag like the night before in about 20 minutes, and it was quite a rush, and I just kind of wished that I'd have had a list of things that would have been helpful. And I was quite lucky that my, my partner was quite on the ball and he actually sort of chucked a few things in my bag that I didn't know about which was ended up being a godsend so this is my list of what you should pack for your hospital bag so number one is a pair of good noise cancelling earphones it doesn't matter whether you're in private care or public hospital you may 
get to a point where you you just want to shut the outside world out and and have your own little bit of peace and, and quiet and you may also you want to use your earphones just to help you fall asleep at sometimes you know so a good pair of noise cancelling headphones will really help you during your hospital stay because you, you got to remember it doesn't matter hospitals never sleep there is always going to be noise there's always going to be people coughing people buzzing the nurse station people calling out to the nurses of course the nurses are going to be coming in to check on you and other patients constantly so having those earphones or headphones really really allows you to close yourself off whether it be in music podcasts tv games whatever just having that um, having that sort of ability to shut it all away really can help and and whilst I was in hospital I, I found it really really helpful to um, go on to like a website like Spotify or, or whatever and look up like meditation playlists or calming music playlists and they really really helped me in falling asleep so several times like in the night I'd wake up in my on my first night so after my surgery and I'd wake up, the nurse would be coming in to check my blood pressure, check my temperature, give me some painkillers and check my um, my cannulas and drips and everything else. And it was just really easy to kind of just flick the earphones on, leaving them on the, the whole time because you're not going to move around that much in your sleep. You're laying on your back. So just having them on your head or in your ears and you can just hit play on a playlist and, and it just helps you kind of drip, drift back off to sleep. So... Obviously, you've got the um, the Nourished Wellbeing podcast that's here for you, and there's many of us out there, or just normal musical playlists. So just looking up some meditation music or, or guided meditations, anything like that, really, really helpful. So number two is entertainment. Now, if you've got like a Netflix account or an Amazon account, download some of your favorite TV shows to watch whilst you lay in hospital. Because if you're in a private hospital, you may have a, better, a TV at the end of your bed, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you've got much choice in channels. So um, unless you want to sit and watch uh, sort of like, you know, the, the, the humdrum of daytime telly, download some of your favorite TV shows so you can watch them. Um, some tellies you can do this my partner set it up for me where you can get like a hdmi lead or something and you can plug it into your tablet or your phone or whatever and plug it into the telly and then you can kind of watch whatever you've got on your phone on the telly that was really really, really good for me because you know i just kind of lay on the bed and just hit my phone and it would play on the telly which was awesome um or maybe if you're like an avid reader maybe take a couple of books with you uh, you can thumb through between your different observations from the nurses and trips to the toilet. Uh, you put some games on your mobile phone, you know, anything like that, anything that's going to help time pass. Because when you're laying in hospital, it, the time does seem to go really, really slowly. Um, days seem to last forever. And regardless of, you know, if you've got visitors coming in or not, you know, that those visitors can't stay all the time. So make sure you've got plenty of things with you to keep your mind occupied. Number three is a pair of big comfy PJs and this is a absolute 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 must um, the nurses will probably help you change into your PJs as soon as they can after you've had your surgery so um, if you have a catheter they won't change you into your PJs before they take that out but you know once that's done if you have one then you're normally good to go and you can put your own pyjamas on or your own nightshirt or whatever. So I'd recommend something nice and loose, baggy, light, 
you know something that's not going to cling you really don't the last thing you want is something that's going to be clingy uh, or put any kind of extra pressure on your tummy or your incisions so I took a big pair of uh, like trousery type pajamas with just a top like a vesty top but I also took um, like my night dress as well uh, not my night dress sorry my dressing gown so anything that's comfy anything that's big anything that's just gonna make you feel more comfortable that's the most important thing number four is um kind of links to number two so tablet kindle or books as with the entertainment comment you know having plenty of different options you just want variety because you are going to be just sat there um, doing very little so having different options that you can pick up and look at something that's easy to read something that's enjoyable something that you know something that's, that's not going to be too challenging for you because your brain might be a little bit foggy after the anesthetic so or you might just feel tired and sleepy and every time you pick up your book like I do I just fall asleep so it's entirely up to you but anything that's again comes back to the um, entertainment side of things just anything that's going to keep you occupied Number five is a pair of slippers. Oh my word, this was an, an absolute godsend for me. I chucked them in my bag at the last minute because I remembered that at the hospital you have to walk from your room to the actual surgery. Um, but no one wants to be walking around hospital with bare feet. The socks, the the, the stock, you know, the sticky socks that they give you in, in public hospital aren't necessarily comfy or well fitted, so they can be a little bit irritating. So chuck a pair of slippers into your bag. Even if you just wear them on your feet to keep your feet warm whilst you're laying on the bed or moving to and from the toilet, it's so much nicer to have a pair of comfortable slippers that are warm and, you know, going to help you just move around without walking around a hospital with bare feet. Number six kind of links to this, a nice pair of warm bed socks. My stay in hospital, I was in a private room, but it was November and it was cold outside and it was wet and my feet were freezing so I did forget to pack warm bed socks um, but yeah my feet were absolutely freezing as I lay in my bed and, and despite wearing my um, DVT socks that you obviously have to wear for your surgery and then you have to keep them on for a little while afterwards uh, I really wish I'd packed some of these cozy totes or something similar because gosh I wish I my feet were so cold number seven huge pants essential absolutely essential you won't be getting into your normal size pants for a few weeks okay so stock up on some big full briefs um no big sort of seams on them no big elastic bands on them nothing like that just really comfortable big um maybe you know a size or two bigger than you actually would normally wear just to allow for inflammation and swelling but just you cannot underestimate the value of comfort in these first few weeks after your operation so huge pants i actually opted for uh, i think it was tesco's they do like a really big full high-waisted full brief and i think as the george do some as well um but they were just they were super comfy and i i literally i had maybe three or four packs multi-packs of them and I, I think i lived in those pants for probably about eight weeks after my surgery so you know never never ever ever underestimate the value of comfort number eight is some sanitary towels now this may sound a little bit strange because you're thinking well hang on a second i'm not going to be having anything like that but what happens obviously when you have your surgery the hospital will place a pad in your groin uh, when you come out of theater on just in case you know just in case that the, there's any kind of um bleeding or anything like that so 
they place a pad in your grin and in reality it's more like a spongy brick it's massive it's huge it's so uncomfortable um so take a few of your either your usual brand or you know just something to something that's going to be comfortable something that's not going to literally be like carrying a brick between your your thighs um and just pop a couple of these in your bag just in case i didn't need them to be honest with you but you may get a little bit of post-op bleeding or discharge so just just having a few sanitary towels to hand really really good and important number nine uh hairbrush and toiletries now i'm not talking makeup here i'm talking toothbrush toothpaste shampoo shower gel things like that um you'll feel a, a, a hundred times better once you've brushed your hair brushed your teeth had a wash um you know just sort of prep pepped yourself up a little bit even if it's just a bed bath and the nurse is helping you it, it just makes you feel so much better i actually took a my, my partner chucked in a bag a pack of uh like wet wipes baby wipes so even just lying on my bed i could just wipe my face down i could just you know wipe around the back of my neck uh, and things like that without having to keep running backwards and forwards to the bathroom and obviously as i had abdominal incision i wasn't allowed to get in the shower um, straight away so having those those wet wipes was really really helpful to me um, I wouldn't worry too much about taking makeup with you to be honest with you it was the last of my worries when I was lying in hospital bed with um, with the sort of all of the different feelings and emotions and, and everything else going on um, number 10 is snacks hospital food isn't great uh, I was super lucky. I was in a private hospital and the food was quite good, but I had very little appetite, to be honest with you. My my appetite kind of just left the building for quite a good few days after my surgery, actually. It probably took me about four or five days to get my, my appetite anywhere near functioning. So, um, but we all know that hospital food isn't isn't known for its, its culinary wonders. So packing a few little nibbles and you know snacks and things like that that you can just have during your stay so you're not completely at the mercy of what's on the the you know the the food cart as it comes around in hospital and things like that um and like i say my appetite was really low for, for probably about a week actually when i think about it so just having a few things that you really like and really enjoy just to help encourage you to eat would be really really good because what you eat after your surgery immediately after your surgery is so important for your your healing um, number 11 is a water bottle um, when I came out of surgery my mouth my throat everything was so so dry but I hadn't been able to eat or drink anything obviously for quite a few hours before my surgery and then obviously you know once you're in surgery your, your mouth tends to dry out pretty pretty quickly anyway so having a water bottle actually makes it so much easier to drink whilst laying down especially if you've got one that's sort of like capped off with kind of like a, a squeezy um, sort of nozzle on it um, and uh, you know the hospital where I was they gave me a jug of water on my table afterwards and, and you know paper cups but you've you've got to be able to sit up to pour it and and then drink it and obviously when you first come out of surgery not everyone wants to be moving around so it can be a bit tricky to actually drink or, or pour your drink and drink whilst sort of laying flat and or sort of tilted up slightly on your bed so having a water bottle and having your own personal water bottle makes it so much nicer most hospitals have got um water coolers or if you ask the nurses they'll go and fill up the bottle with water as well so you can you can just kind of allow them to help you you know just surrender to your actual recovery um number 12 phone chargers tablet chargers kindle chargers do not forget your phone chargers 
you'll be so frustrated if you can't charge your phone and you're laying there. Um, number 13, large, loose, baggy jog bottoms or trousers that are stretchy. Have some super comfy clothes to wear when you get discharged. Your journey home is probably the most upright that you're going to have been sat for a few days. So, you know, be practical with this. Make sure that your your clothes are nice and loose fitting. They're baggy. They're not going to sit over your incisions. They're not going to put pressure on your tummy. They're not going to make you feel uncomfortable. Um, now I remember my journey home was only about five minutes, but I was so uncomfortable. It felt like it lasted forever. Um, and it was rush hour as well. So it was it was a bit of a nightmare. But I was so glad to be wearing a pair of my partner's jog bottoms. So, you know, a big pair of man size jog bottoms which were incredibly loose and I think I wore them pretty much nearly every day apart from when they were being washed so you know have those super comfy things that you can go to and the other thing number 14 as well is soft soled shoes so things like trainers or plimsolls or slippers when you leave hospital you're going to feel probably every step especially if you've had abdominal surgery or an abdominal incision so although it may sound odd for me to say this as a recommended thing that you might want to take with you, if you're wearing hard-soled shoes, you are going to really feel every step and movement that you make. Every reverberation of that vibration through your body is going to be felt in your stomach. So trainers, plimsoll slippers, anything like that that's got a nice soft sole, ugg boots, that kind of thing, nice a nice gentle um, connection to the floor. Uh, number 15, I've already mentioned it really, a dressing gown. Whether you need it to walk down to the surgery, to go to the loo, or just for warmth and comfort, having a good comfy dressing gown with you is invaluable during your stay in hospital. So just make sure you chuck that in your bag. Uh, wet wipes, as I said, you know, having wet wipes to wipe your hands, your face, or your foof. You know, keeping uh, keeping fresh helps you feel a little bit better. So whatever needs having needs a bit of a wipe with a little bit of a freshen up with a wet wipe or a baby wipe. Um, having those to hand is is really nice. Toothbrush and toothpaste, as I've already said. Um, fresh mouth. A fresh mouth will feel lovely after an anaesthetic. You really can't underestimate that. Um, and a shower gel, maybe like a uh, not a sponge, but like a like a loofah type sort of thing to wash yourself with. Um, your nurses may try and encourage you to have a shower before you leave, depending on how your what you know how how your surgery went, what kind of incision you had. Um, you know how you're feeling uh, if you are allowed to have a shower um, using your own shower gel and your own things is is so much nicer than you know having to use the, the the body washes that are kind of like the body wash and shampoo in one sort of products that you get in hospital so using your own is you know it makes it so much nicer creature comforts even if they're small things they they all add up all add up so this list is kind of just the basics for just a comfortable stay, you know, a comfortable stay in hospital, a comfortable start to your recovery um, and just a comfortable sort of short period of time. So, you know, you can pack anything else that you think you might need in, in on top of that. And, you know, by all means, get in touch. If you think of things that you want to add to that list and let, you know, let us know and we can add it in. Um, and I'm sure that each person will think of something different, you know, something else they might may might want or need to take with them and as you pack you know it's going to be as individual as you are so just just sort of chuck in the bits that I you know recommend and then chuck in the bits that you feel that you're going to need on top of that 
Um, and it's also going to be determined by how long you're staying in hospital for as well. So, you know, if you get the opportunity, ask your consultant or, or you know, give their secretary a call and just ask how long you're expected to be in hospital. Uh, so you can kind of plan what you're taking with you. Um, and that's really probably my top things that you should take with you. And, and I hope you found this a little bit useful. I know I would have been so grateful for this kind of list when I was getting ready. Um, so... I hope it's been helpful for you if you are facing this kind of surgery. And also, if you'd like any more advice on pre or post-op, you know, preparation, nutrition, recovery guidance, how to reintroduce movement and when, uh, how to rebuild your pelvic floor and, and when to start getting back into exercise to sort of, you know, get yourself back into fitness and or even just back into shape, then, you know, visit the website, visit the, um, the Nourished Wellbeing website and go to the hysterectomy health page of the site and I think it's uh, www.nourishedwellbeing.com forward slash hysterectomy hyphen health I believe um, and if you go there then there's there's some bits there as well so you know I'm always here to help women who are going through this it's such a scary time and you can feel very very lonely for it as well so if you need anything then just just email me hello at nourishedwellbeing.com so that's been today's podcast. It's a, it's a 20 minute one, so nice and easy to listen to. Hope it's been helpful. Come and follow us on Facebook, Nourished Wellbeing and Yoga. And I will hopefully get to speak with you very, very soon. And if you are going for surgery as well, I wish you all the very, very best. I wish you a speedy recovery. Please come and like us on Facebook because we, you know, we are talking a lot about um, menopause and hysterectomy health. There is also a private group that you can go to via the Nourished Wellbeing Facebook page, which is purely for women, all women who have been through hysterectomy. So it's a support group that you can access there. Um, and that's via our Facebook page. So I hope this is helpful and I hope it's been something that, that you can take something from. And I hope to see you either on Facebook or after your surgery very, very soon. Take care. Bye. Thank you.